Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast, a podcast designed to equip, encourage, and challenge you in pro-life ministry, and always with a focus on the gospel. Stay tuned. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Use me, Lord, use me, Lord. Welcome back to the Gospel-Centered Pro-Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys joining us. Appreciate if you guys would share this podcast with other people. And uh, like we always do at the end of this episode, we're going to give our email addresses. So you could reach out to us with suggestions for future podcasts, maybe uh, some comments about this particular episode. This episode is kind of springboarding off of our previous episode where we did a mock session with Vicki and Maddie. And uh, they pretended Maddie was an agnostic coming to the abortion center and was afraid that her baby was going to be um, was going to have issues because she had been drinking and had been smoking and that sort of thing, which is not uncommon, actually. So uh, this episode, actually, springboarding off of that, was kind of at the end of that last episode. She said, will you come over with me in the shade here and we'll talk further? This was them talking further, her sharing the gospel with Maddie, who's actually... Her name is not Sarah in this one. Right. Her name it's was Kathy. 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 Okay. Right. So anyway, we're going to give you guys an opportunity to listen to this mock counseling session. And then as we have in time past, we're going to come and talk a little bit about it. Some of the things that went well, some of the things that could have been done better. And Vicki said that there was one blaring omission on her part. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about what that might be. Maybe you guys, as you're listening through try to figure out what is that blaring omission on her part and how could she never leave that out again right so i'll be any, shamed into it no yes, more yes anything you want to add before we jump into um, the uh, the video obviously it's a video but right. you guys are listening on the podcast yeah so you're not seeing the video but it's okay the audio yeah. is great we will be able to post the videos i think on sidewalks for life um with the article that goes yeah. along with this. But the the one thing that I wanted to add is remember this is an agnostic mom. This is different from how I would share the gospel if it was someone who has already said, I believe in Jesus, I believe in God. I was really so it it there were two things that I was yeah. going for here with with her being someone who really didn't believe in Jesus at all. And that was first of all to introduce her to Jesus and then to introduce the truth of the gospel. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, guys, we'll listen in, and we'll be back after uh, after this uh, mock session. Okay, so you've got the information, and thank you so much that you're willing to talk with me uh, yeah, about God. You. I mean, I, I'm hoping it'll be life-changing. It was for me. Like I was telling you, I'm post-abortive, and it was when I really came to grips with what I had done and when I had my first son is is when I I sought God, and I, and I really, I found Him. And the Bible says that, uh, the door will be open to all who knock. God, God extends the invitation to be found to every one of us. All who seek Him will find Him. The Bible says, and that's what I'm hoping is that at least you'll, you know, you'll get a sense of, of that um, He is, He is there, and He is seeking you, um, and waiting for you just to to turn to Him. But, um, but 
you know what? I, I, I never got your name, and I'm so sorry. Oh. I, <laughs> what I'm, is your name? I'm Kathy. You're Kathy. Okay, Kathy. And you, you are. And I'm, I'm Vicki, and my okay. name and number is, is on the back. Right, there. okay. So gotcha. you can talk with me at any time. Um, and I know we talked about that we're going to help you, and I want you to know all the help we offer is completely in no way contingent on how you feel about God. Not at all. You reject God completely, we're still going to help you because we feel called by God to, to do our best to help you in whatever situation you face. Okay? So, um, why don't we start with just, um, I, I hope this doesn't happen, but if you were to, you know, get in your car and drive away and get in an accident and die, where do you think you'd be going? Heaven or hell? I don't know. What if you just, like, cease to exist? <laughs> okay, so you might. You might cease to exist. Let's say that there is a heaven and there is a hell, a place of reward and joy mm -hmm. and eternal. The, the spirit is eternal, and um, there's a place where God is. I mean, the God of the Bible certainly talks about a heaven and a hell. Heaven, where you're with God for all eternity. Hell, where you are separated from God in eternal torment for all eternity. So... Where do you think, if, if thinking about your life, where do you think you would be going? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've done some pretty bad stuff, but like for the most part, I've been pretty good and I'm not, okay. I don't like hate people in general okay. or something. Okay, so you're a pretty good person. Like if there was a scale and you weighed your good and bad on the scale, good tips a little bit higher than bad. A little bit, yeah. Okay, okay <laughs> let me ask you some questions. Have you ever told a lie? Yeah. Okay, what does that make you? A liar. A liar. Okay. Have you ever um, stolen something? Oh, yeah. 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 What does that make you? A thief. A thief. Okay. Have you ever taken the Lord's name in vain? You know what I mean by that? Like if like, you use... Like, oh my gosh. Or, yeah. Yeah. But you oh use... God. Yeah. Or Jesus Christ and use it as a, a cuss word, really. An exclamation of surprise or anger or cussing and um, anger and hurling it at someone. Um, have you ever done that? Yeah. With the, okay, I, I have too. And um, the Bible takes that very seriously. It's called blasphemy. So you and I are blasphemers, according to the Bible. Um, how about, have you ever looked with lust upon someone you're not married to? Let me ask you, are you married? No. Okay, and you're pregnant, so... We know the answer to that question, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. And, and the Bible says that if you even um, uh, look with lust upon someone that you're not married to, you've committed adultery in your heart. So according to the standard of the Bible, which everything begins in the heart, all sin begins in the heart. And according to the biblical standard, if you've looked, even looked with lust upon a man you're not married to, you've committed adultery. It makes you an adulterer right? According to this, right? Mm -hmm. Now, how about, um, have you ever murdered? No. 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 Okay. How about if you took that human being's life? Would that be murder? I guess it depends on what you consider murder. Okay. On what, well, murder is the taking of an innocent human life. Is that human being innocent? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. A, I mean, I guess it is. A human and it's being, a yeah. human being, right? With all the human DNA from the moment of conception. So, so, by that standard, you would murder if you went in there and killed your baby. With, without a doubt, that, that's taking of an innocent human life. But do you know that the Bible says that if you even call your brother Raka, which means fool, you've murdered him in your heart. Again, that heart thing. God, the Bible keeps coming back to our heart. And what happens in our heart, that's where all sin begins. We think about it. We dwell on it. 
and then we do it. We take action. That's the progression of sin. So you have just admitted that you are a lying, thieving, blaspheming, adulterous murderer. That's five of the Ten Commandments. Do you still look so good? No. No, not really. Not really. So the, you're not alone. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us. All of us sin. And you can see on that list as I was going through it, you're probably thinking, well, lies are not so bad, right? Well, stealing things once in a while for a good reason maybe is not. But as the list progressed, I think you were beginning to kind of think, wow, that sin has kind of added up. And, and, um, and it's pretty... Uh, pretty significant in my life. Um, so all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the Bible also says that there's a penalty for sin. For example, you have a mother and you were a child. And when you were a child, if your mother had not had consequences, punishment um, for your wrongdoing, would you have grown up to be a responsible, good human being, do you think? I don't think either one of us were responsible good human. Okay, so maybe she maybe she didn't do that, right? Maybe she didn't discipline you. And maybe that's part of why you've led down a path where kind of you're maybe looking now with a little bit of regret on some of the things you've done. Yeah. So um, so there is a penalty, even a, a parent, a good parent, of course, disciplines their child. God, if he's the God of the Bible that I'm claiming he is, then he is the best parent. He is a perfect parent, in fact, because if he created everything, then he is mighty above all else. And if he has created these people, he has the right to do with them whatever he desires. And one of the things he has done is he's given us his commandments, his law, and we've broken them. And if, if, if we've broken the law in, in a real courthouse, Let's say you were in um, you were in court, and you had committed murder, and they knew you'd committed murder, and and they um, the judge says how do you how do you plead and you plead guilty because you know you're guilty, but you say but I'm really sorry most of the time I'm good, and um, it's you know on one of my bad days <laughs> that I committed murder, but I promise I won't do it again, and um, uh, I think you should let me go free. Would he be a good judge if he let you go free? No. No, because you have a sense of justice, right? right? That's not justice. Well, why do you think you have a sense of justice? Have you ever thought about that? I'll tell you why. <laughs> because the, the creator of this universe, who we are made in the image of, the Bible says, is a God of justice. He's a God of love. He loves you so much. Just as your mother hopefully loved you so much. Or someone in your life, I'm sure, loved and cared about you. But it's not love if we just let you run wild with with no restrictions, no boundaries, no laws. And if when you break those laws, there isn't justice and you're returned to a right relationship with, the, with your parent, with ever who it was who, um, who you broke the law of, and justice is served by there being some sort of consequence, right? Well, the Bible says the penalty for sin is death. That's the consequence, hell, eternal separation from God. And that makes sense when you think about like that courtroom scene, right? There has to be a penalty, especially when you've committed something serious like murder. But what if the judge said to you, look, 
Kathy, I know you're guilty of murder. The state requires the penalty for murder is the electric chair. That penalty must be paid. And I'm going to make a deal with you. Now, no judge on earth is ever going to do this. But let's just pretend he has the power and willingness to do this. What if he says, I'm going to make a deal with you because you know what? You're young. I've lived a full, long life, and, and I just um, I care about you. And instead of you going to the electric chair, I'll go in your place. I will pay the penalty that you deserve. Now, you see, no judge is ever going to really yeah. do that. But, but if he did, you have a choice to make, right? If you say to that judge, wow, that's amazing. I can't believe you would do that for me, but... Thank you. Sure. Then who's going to go to the electric chair? You or the judge? The judge. The judge. Because you've accepted what he's going to do for you. You can't believe it, but he's going to. So the judge goes, and who is set free? Me. You. If, on the other hand, the judge makes that offer and you say, <laughs> no way. I know you're just trying to trick me. I'm, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't do it anyway. And besides that, it's honestly not fair. I, yeah. I can't let you do that. Then who goes to the electric chair? Me. You. Well, in a similar way, it's not perfect analogy at all. Analogies always fall short. But in a similar way, that's the deal God makes with us. He sent Jesus, his only begotten son, the Bible says, fully human but fully man to earth with one purpose, that he was to live a perfect sinless life, which he did. And the Bible is a historical book. There is no account of Jesus ever sinning. There were other books written at that time period. None of them accused Jesus of sin. Never. He never committed a sin. Did he owe the penalty for death? No. The penalty for sin, which is death? No. He did not owe it, right? Right. You do. I do. Right. In fact, everyone does, because we've all sinned and fall short of God's glory. And the penalty for sin is death. So Jesus lived 33 years on earth, willingly said, I will pay the penalty, you, me, everyone in that abortion center and on this street, everyone, the penalty we all owe. He would go to the devastating death, the horrific, just tormentous death of the cross to pay the penalty for sin that we deserve. Do you know about the cross? It's hard to grow up in America and not know about the crucifixion. Yeah. So you know Jesus mm -hmm. went to the cross, died this terrible death. Um, and three days later, Easter, what we celebrate at Easter, he rose from the dead. Now, first of all, that proves two things, right? Can you rise from the dead? How about how to try? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Proves he's God. He's something not us anyway, right? Right. When he rose from the dead, from the dead. What did he overcome? Death. Yeah, he overcame death. So he's proving 